Welcome back with another episode of In Horror We Trust. In Horror We Trust. In Horror We Trust. Do you trust it? In Horror? Well, hello there. Welcome to another mini-sode. Little, little mini. Little bite-sized. Little tiny thing. Little snackaroo. Okay. I couldn't <laughs> think of anything else. I was trying to say hors d'oeuvre and appetizer <laughs> at the same time, and tapas. my brain just blanked. <laughs> tapas. Little tapas. Little, little, little tiny midnight snack. <laughs> Um, yeah, we saw Uma. Produced yeah. by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi's Pictures. company, Raimi Pictures. Directed by Iris K. Shim. Uh, Sandra O oh is in it. Directed and written by Iris. Yes. Um, yeah, Sandra O. Oh, she was great. Yes. She was great. I guess, uh, first... First thoughts? Yeah, first thoughts. Yeah. Go ahead. I did like the story... And mostly in the the idea of kind of like this. Sound, I feel like because we've said this before in I think for other movies, but generational trauma. Yes. And toxic relationships, basically, and um, becoming your like your parents, especially becoming mm-hmm. like your mother. I feel like with daughters, especially, we always yeah. kind of there's always a moment or a part of your life where you're like, I'm never gonna be my mother, you know. Yeah, it's a big it's a big thing that I feel like yeah. a lot of young women face. And especially I think with at least speaking from my experience, I feel like just with a lot of cultures in general outside of America, you know, usually there are strict values or, you know, traditional values and the relationships between mothers and daughters are can be very tense. Yes. And uh, a lot of expectations and uh expected loyalty to Mm -hmm. your parents yeah so for a brief synopsis um this is the story of amanda who is sandra O, and her daughter chris living in a quiet town a quiet midwestern town kind of in the middle of nowhere they run a a uh they're like bee Beekeepers. They're yes, beekeepers. Yes. I was like, I was so like you're, the look you just gave me was like all the words left your brain. All the words. Um, yeah, they're beekeepers and they, you know, um, manufacture and sell honey independent, independently. And anyway, Amanda gets a visit from her uncle who basically gives her the remains of her mother who she has a mysterious and bad relationship with. Um, And from there, shit just starts happening and it's like a door is open to all her past traumatic memories with her mom that she's trying to outrun and leave. And it starts to affect her relationship with her daughter. Yeah. I think... um... The qualities that I enjoyed about this movie was that, again, it was a story about women. And it told this story, as you mentioned before, about women and this mother just pretty much facing her generational trauma. Um, And the whole idea of breaking that cycle, which I thought was kind of cool. 
Um, another aspect of this film that I really enjoyed was we learned about a different culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, Chris and I very fondly love Korean horror films. So, or just Korean film in general, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, Korean definitely. content is great. And I think to just get a little bit of insight on not just the culture, but the superstitions that yes. surround certain taboo things like death. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was really interesting. Yeah. Another enjoyable part of this film, I thought, was that you could really kind of tell that it was a Raimi film. Not direction-wise, but just had his influence in it. Because a lot of the shots were very Raimi-esque. It felt very Evil Dead. Like, we were discussing a couple of the shots were very classic to Raimi's kind of taste. And then um, it just kind of, like, you could feel his influence throughout it, which I think was really cool. But it wasn't so much so that it kind of took away from this film at a whole. Mm -hmm. It just, you could tell that he had some part to play in it, which was really cool. Like, yeah. it, it, it bled his style. Um, so, yeah, that was a really interesting, like, component to this. I think there some things that I thought could have been better, for me at least, were... The, there seemed to be a lot of moments with a lot of explaining, just like just straight talking, yeah. Um, which I thought you know could have been utilized with some cool visuals, maybe. Yeah. Um, just like the mom, and it would take a lot to lead up to that too. But when mm -hmm. it would lead up to it, and she would finally explain something, it would just be like the whole backstory of you know, yeah. Like a, it, it was just a lot. Super um, expositional. Yeah, like it did not. Words. Yeah. I will say I feel like. This kind of drove a fine line with feeling like it may have wanted to be B-rated oh. in that kind of cheesy, again, Raimi style, right. but I don't feel like it completely went there, so it kind of, me, kind of made me feel like this was a little lackluster. Yeah. A um, mixed. Underwhelming, I would <laughs> say. Um, yeah, it's yeah. not that I completely hated it. Right, and that's, it's not a bad story or anything. No, it's a really interesting story, I think. Um, I just, I don't know if it was enough to carry my full attention through it. Um, right. And although the runtime for this movie is only like an hour and 23 minutes, I genuinely felt like I was sitting there for like two or three hours. Like the pacing just wasn't it. And then at, by the time the movie ended... I still found myself being like, wait, that's it? Yeah. I feel like it took forever to get mm -hmm. to, like, the really core explanatory, like, what is going on in the film. Yeah. And then once they got there, it was just kind of done. Yeah, there is a lot of time spent on the mom reacting to certain weird shit yeah. she started seeing. And, like, you could tell she was thinking... Oh, oh, one thing in particular was, like, the flashbacks... And not particularly visual, but mostly auditory flashbacks mm -hmm. to her as a kid in the same moment of being, like, you know, kind of tortured or tortured by her mom. Yeah. They did that a lot, a lot. Like, a bit too much. Or it's yeah. like, we've heard this. It's know. like, okay, we get it. Yeah. She had a lot of trauma. And it's, yeah, just specifically that punishment, that certain punishment she mm -hmm. got. Um, but they kept going back to it. A bit, yeah, <laughs> a few too many times. I mean, um, I guess it makes sense. They're really trying to drive home the point that this woman has suffered, you know, yeah. quite a bit in the hands of her mother. But at the same time, it was just like, okay, we get it. Yeah, and, and they spent too much time on 
her kind of reacting and thinking about that, mm-hmm. and then her daughter just being like, why are you acting weird? And it took so long to get yeah. to, like, getting any sort of information, especially for the daughter, and how the daughter's going to play into it. Yeah. I will say another cool kind of aspect of this film was kind of some of the costuming. Like, the really cool death mask. Yeah. That was, like, really interesting. It was something I've never seen in a Korean horror film. So, yeah. to, like, get that visual, it added an element of spook. I think one of the more creepier parts is when she had opened the box. And um, she had peeled back the silk kind of blanket that was enveloping the mask. And you can yeah. see the silhouette of the face mm-hmm. through, like, the silk covering was very eerie and it was like wait did they put her damn head in the box and then when she like pulls the other layer of silk and it's the mask like it was it was really cool i assumed it was a death mask Mm -hmm. which they say that it's a it was a family heirloom yes it was a very cool visual to have um to kind of represent the mother's spirit yeah Yeah. definitely yeah that mask was and it also just provided some it was, a bit, it was a bit creepy. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> they also provided some cool visuals in addition to the costuming uh, w- with the Oma's humbok, yes. which is a like a formal Korean dress. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah, and they would use it as, again, kind of like it's her spirit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, you would just see like the edge of it flowing out like of frame. The or... ribbons like mm-hmm. draping, like they used that. Later on in the film, while the mother was, like, walking through her orchard near her, like, beehives, one of the, um, the ribbons, like, came after her and literally, like, wrapped around her and, like, pulled her to the ground and dragged her on the floor. Which, again, was very, (laughs) was very reminiscent of, like, Raimi's kind of stuff, like, Drag Me to Hell, where you see those, like, little papers and handkerchiefs, like, floating in the wind. It was very, very kind of, went hand in hand with that. Which is also cool because you know, just drag me to hell also dealt with a certain culture and their mm-hmm. beliefs and superstitions yes. and uh, yeah, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Just going back to kind of toxic relationships in this film, I did like the idea, and this happens in a lot of films of characters who do not want to be like their mother end up becoming their mother, oh, yeah. <laughs> their mother, <laughs> um, and just. Her repeating that parasitic relationship for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, well, again, like different reasons, but kind of the same Similar. reason. Yeah, um, I just like out of fear mm-hmm. of being alone. Essentially, it was out of fear of being alone. But the mom, it was her fear of yeah, again, just becoming yeah. like her mother or uh, the grandma's. You know, while it was fucked up how she handled it but mm-hmm. when they go into her story and what yeah like where her rage and sadness and pain stemmed from that she became so focused on her daughter and parasitic I sympathize with you know it was yeah. like that the story of immigration and you know moving to America thinking you're you're gonna get the American dream and then it's and not it's totally not yeah yeah I almost feel like the mother not not only feared being alone because she didn't want to, like, lose her daughter, per se, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like maybe the reason why she was so scared to lose her daughter was because she would be 
alone and would have to face the relationship that she had with her mother and she would finally have to work through that trauma and do it by herself but having her daughter with her enables her to like just keep pushing it aside and pretending like it never happened yeah so furthering her own kind of delusions yeah and furthering that that kind of dependency on Mm -hmm. her daughter for sure absolutely and yeah then she has to face it (laughs) Can I just say the old man in this movie was so sweet? Like the old man. Well, I mean he wasn't that old, but he's older. older. I don't mean like Like, he's like geriatric, (laughs) but like (laughs) the older man. I forget this this actor's name. He's been in so much. It's like Um, Dermot. Yeah, Dermot. Dermot Mulroney. Yes, Dermot. He has been in so much stuff, but I just loved. (laughs) That he wasn't a character that served any real purpose to, like, kind of further the plot between these three women. Mm-hmm. He was just there as, like, a gentle soul. He was, yeah. like, whenever the daughter came to him with, like, a concern about her mother, he didn't interfere. He was just, like, well, I tried, you know? Yeah, like, totally. he was just a very neutral character. He was in there to kind of, you know, pepper the plot. But he yeah. wasn't, like, a soul-driving force in it, which is cool because yes. I feel like that enabled the film to be focused on just these three women yeah and then also his niece who befriended chris um who was kind of an outcast and always felt like an outcast her character was really refreshing and nice because she kind of looked like she would be a mean girl yeah we (laughs) were totally thinking she was gonna like come in and like tease her and be just totally mean yeah but she was so nice just like her uncle and um it also added another really cool relationship between women. Yeah. And she was very thoughtful and was in the little time that she met uh, Chris, you know, she was very thoughtful and was helping her as best as she could. I feel be, like be she, who she was. Like, yes. As an individual. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like she also kind of empowered her. Yeah. She kind of empowered her to, to, to kind of, like, confront her mother because her mom had been, like, oh, with, like, I can't be around electricity. It's bad for me. It'll make me sick. And then she walked into this house with the cell phone the whole time. So she kind of, like, I want to say almost left little breadcrumbs to kind of infest in Chrissy or Chris's, like, mind to kind of just, like, start pecking away slowly at like everything her mom has told her and taught her up until this point and question things and not take them at face value yeah Mm. again to be your own person Mm -hmm. which was really cool i feel like this movie was too reliant on tell not show and maybe that was budget requirements maybe they just didn't have enough for like i'm not quite sure yeah but i I don't know yeah I definitely agree with you that it felt like there's, there was definitely like overall kind of underwhelming and you yeah. kind of wanted a bit more out of it. But again, not saying that we hated it. It's not a bad film. Yeah. I just don't know if I would watch it again. I don't yeah. know if it necessarily has rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Maybe let it age 10 years and we can come back to it and be like a really fun movie. Um, if I were to do this over again, I don't know that I would have have spent $20 on it. I may have waited for it to come to a streaming service. I don't think 
that's saying that you should not watch this film because I do think it has merit. And if anything, you can learn a little bit about Korean culture. Mm -hmm. But I do say proceed with caution because it may not be what you're expecting it to be. Yeah, well said. Well said. Another really interesting kind of um, imagery that happened in um, this film was we got to see a glimpse of the nine-tailed fox. Which is kind of relevant to today because I want to say maybe a few weeks ago, early March, we had that whole um, article that was released about Japan's killing stone that split into two. And as superstition kind of carries, it, it supposedly released the soul of a nine-tailed or the spirit of a nine-tailed fox. And again, I'm not too... Um, I'm not too well versed in this sort of mythology, but I just know that the nine-tailed fox is supposed to be like a big old uh-oh yeah. kind of incident. Yeah. yeah. Um, it being released is not not a good thing. So I just thought that was cool because it kind of recalled that information that I had in my head. And I was like, I should really look into this. This is kind of cool yeah. lore. That is very cool lore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and just interesting how that was used to... As imagery representing the mom's spirit, the grandma's mm-hmm. spirit, and her rage, because it's known as yeah. the rageful spirit, yeah. the nine-tailed fox, right? Vengeful, I believe. Vengeful. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. That. Vengeful and full of rage, and it, yeah, it was interesting. I wasn't expecting it. Well, the the grandmother had this like sash, mm-hmm. this like scarf, yeah. and on the scarf it had images of little foxes on it, and I was like, oh, I remember calling out to you. Like, I wonder how this is gonna play a part. Yeah. Um, and then later on, as she had been dragged across the orchard, she, like, looked up at a certain point and she sees this nine-tailed fox eating one of her chickens. And it was just, yeah. it looked very menacing. It was growling at her. Another very cool shot in this movie was after the mom, Amanda, Sandra O oh, is kind of pulled down... Seemingly to hell or, you know, some other world. Drag me to Underworld. hell! <laughs> <laughs> um, where she kind of has her final confrontation with her mom. Anyway, she reemerges from this, but it's an upside down shot of the ground. So the ground, the soil is at the top of the frame. And her arm just breaks out of the soil, reaching up or down in this shot. Mm-hmm. Um, very Evil Dead like yeah. very Raimi esque, um, but the whole shot was upside down. And as she started crawling out more, the frame started turning upright. Yeah. Um, so that was very a very cool and a different take on the shot. It was cool. It was a very Raimi esque shot, but I think inverting it kind of gave it like a unique take on it that didn't make it just so like oh yeah. Raimi 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 kind of. This, this definitely made it feel like she was in another world mm-hmm. with something simple did. as just making it upside down. I kind of liked that whole scene of her like getting sucked down yeah. into the soil into that room. That room was just, it was a very clever way of showing her, like, essentially being, like, locked, almost, like, locked in her head, unlocking, like, being locked in her head, not necessarily unlocking, but finally, like, opening the doors to those traumas, and, like, instead of just, like, stuffing them back in and shutting the door, she was actually addressing it and letting herself heal from it, which was kind of a cool visual take on that. And I did really like the confrontation between mm-hmm. her and her mom, the final conversation. It was very like, heartfelt. Yeah, where they yeah. actually, 
at least mostly her, listened to her and, like, allowed herself to sympathize with her mom and, like, you know, point out, like, I know your pain. You know, yeah. I, I did see your pain. And I think that's all the grandmother really wanted was yeah. somebody to just acknowledge that, like, hey, this was this really hurt. Yeah. 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 And then to be like, you know, I need to leave now. Yes. And, and everything. That was nice. Mm-hmm. I liked it. But yeah. No, I definitely love to see movies based on different, yeah, cultures and yeah, their absolutely. superstitions or traditions and just all about it. It's um, so much fun. There's just so much, so much to like explore. There are so many of those stories out there to be told. Yeah, and it's definitely. really refreshing to see them actually get a chance to yeah. like be told and yes. for us to see. Very true. And for, I think this film to get not just like a straight to streaming service release, yeah. but it was actually in theaters was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. More. Even though we watched it on a streaming service. But we rented it. <laughs> yeah. Give us more. No. Yes. Love to see more. <laughs> overall, I definitely think it's worth seeing. Um, but it just wasn't... It wasn't my favorite. It just didn't yeah. hit all the totally. notes for me. It just kind of felt a tiny bit stale. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah. Glad we gave it a shot. Yeah. I give it a zero. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Absolutely never. Sorry. All those bees did give me anxiety, though. I was like... Mm. <laughs> yeah. And there, there's just other creepy imagery. I Like, sh- shots, because they feel so realistic to, like, kind of our own experiences at home, is just shots, like, when she first sees her mom in the room and it's dark. And you can just see, like, the outline of her mom and just see very, like... See, that wasn't hitting it for me. <laughs> well, because that reminded yeah. me exactly of Hereditary I when know. she sees the mom in the in the basement. I, I totally hear you on that, but I just feel like this wasn't as neatly set up yeah. as the one in yeah. Hereditary, where it's like you can kind of... Uh, like, okay, I think where this missed the mark for me was a lot of it was predictable, and a lot of the yeah. scares were predictable. Like, you knew she was going to turn into that corner and see something there. Like, and so I think that's maybe why images like that just didn't hit right for mm-hmm. me. Because yeah. I felt like I had already sent something coming. And then when the scare happened, I was just kind of like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I like it because that's what I always kind of imagine. <laughs> I mean, dark spaces of my, my home. There was a glow coming from Chris's room about halfway through the movie, and we had to stop it to investigate. <laughs> yeah, because it was changing colors and glow. Well, it was like yeah, the the brightness of it, and I was like, I have a keyboard that has lights on it, but it doesn't. Those lights don't move. They don't change brightness <laughs> unless you press a button. So it's like, what's what's going on here? So apparently, so we don't know. It was uh, about fifty percent effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know where that leaves us. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, be